You're listening to Company Inc. Company Inc. is an audio diary of two business owners living, working, and sleeping together. My name is Lisa Butler. I code websites on WordPress and teach others how to create their own coding magic. You can find me at lmb.com. And my name is Jesse Graglia. I do video and podcast editing for creative entrepreneurs. You can find me at cyber-serenity.com. Welcome to episode two. Today we're talking about moving in together. Cool. So let's talk about how that idea came to be, how we initially decided against it, and then how it came back up in conversation. Why we changed our minds. Why we changed our minds, because obviously we went through with it. We are living in the same house right now. So I believe the reason it came up in the first place was because your lease was coming up in your apartment downtown. Yeah. And we needed to decide what to do. Yeah, that was about six months into our relationship. So it was kind of kind of awkward bringing it up, actually. It was a weird time. Because it was like... It was a weird time. You know, like I, I could see a future here, but at the same time, it's like my mind was saying, dude, it hasn't even been six months. Are you really going to bring up yeah. moving in? But like I had to, I had to do something because it was like... My options were, I, I mean, if I renewed my lease, it would be at least another six months. And we were living uh, about 20, 30 minute drive from each other at the time. So, you know, it was worth at least discussing our options and seeing, you know, where he was at, what he felt about it. And yeah, and I was kind of in the same boat. It was like, this is really like we haven't been dating that long at all. I think it was about six months. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was just like everything in my head was going, oh, this is too fast, way too fast. You know, we shouldn't commit to something like this this early in the relationship. We are chronic overthinkers, oh, boy, by the way. We, yeah, the two of us, chronic overthinkers. Like, I cannot make a big decision, whether it's a purchasing decision or a major life decision, without like a month or two of deliberation in my own head. It's it's crazy. I'm not sure if that's a problem, but like I have to think of every scenario before I go through with something. Though I think we are really good about once we make a decision, we pick that path and go with it. Yeah, there is. Except that we changed our minds on this one, but we'll we get did to change that. our mind on this one. But once it was decided, it was this we're is what this. we're doing. We aimed our sights and we went directly for it. There was no there was no stopping us. So, um, it, we brought it up, we went to dinner, we brought it up. Actually, I kind of tested it out like um, a month, at least a month before the decision needed to be made. Um, cause the, con- I, it, it was kind of complicated timing. It was like, um, I had to notify my apartment at least 60 days before the end of my lease. So my lease wasn't ending until the end of April. Right. But I had to let them know by the end of February what I was doing. And um, and it was kind of like, you know, if I said if I said I didn't want my apartment, if I gave up my apartment, like, that's it. It was going to be gone just like that because mm-hmm. they had a wait list. And so, like, there was no going back once I said, okay, I'm giving up my apartment. Um, so it was like this weird situation where we're like, okay, I have to bring this up now, but I have to figure out like 
how we're going to feel in two months. And yeah, two months which is, is almost a pretty impossible. long time. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you think about it. And so. I mean, some people might be listening to this and thinking, oh, how are you not going to know how you're going to feel in two months? You can't change that much in two months. But a lot of stuff can change in two months. Yeah, I mean, and for the for the apartment complex to need sixty days, which apparently is a new thing now, we went around looking at apartments, and they were all the same, just about. I think there was only one that wanted a thirty day notice. Everybody wanted a sixty day notice. Yeah, and that I was, was kind of like, how can you expect people to make a decision if they want to stay there two months in the past or in like? They don't know what's going to happen in two months. 30 days, okay, that's a little better. But 60 days, that seems like a lot to me. And, yeah, and it, it seems like a lot to, to me too. Yeah, I wasn't... and we had to make that decision. So we didn't have until you were actually going to move out. We had to make a decision 60 days prior to that. Yeah. So we went out to dinner. We talked about it. Then not only that, if if I decided to renew my lease, well, the minimum term would have been six months. And so and you would have been paying more for that too. Yeah, and it was it's like not a full year. It was um Well, I think it was actually the same rate, but my rate was going up regardless. Oh, it was the same rate if you went 6 months? Yeah, than 6 if months you did 12. or 13. Um 13. 13? No, 13 wasn't an option. 12 was an option. So, mm. um but I mean at minimum I would have been renewing 6 months, so then then you're getting into the game. Well, how are you going to feel in eight months time? Because right. you're like, okay, do I want to renew for six months or do I want to renew for a year? Like what makes sense here? And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, we both thought about it individually for a few weeks and kind of weighed the pros and cons in our own heads. And that's when we finally went out to dinner and we were like, okay, just put it all out on the table, decide where we're at. Yep. Um, and just be really open about it. And yeah, we went through all the stuff that would make us nervous about doing it. Uh, we went through all the good stuff about it. We basically weighed the pros and cons. We put all the stuff on a scale. Here's all the, here's all our fears. Here's all the potential benefits, you know? So at that point, what, what would you say your fears were? I think that's Um, probably. My biggest fear was that. I was going to lose a lot of the way I had been living my life. And it's kind of selfish to think that because I was living my life exactly the way I wanted to live it. You know, if I wasn't out with you, I was in my, well, at the time the computer was in the living room. I was in there playing games, you know, and that was something I really, really liked to do. Like, I'm a big gamer. You guys are going to hear this a lot if you're going to listen to us regularly. I'm like, I'm not a super nerd. I'm uh, he is. I'm Don't close. Let him know. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm close. Um, gaming is my, gaming is my, it's not even a guilty pleasure. It's my hobby. It's what I spend most of my time doing. Um, and I prefer it that way. It it challenges me and it's a lot of fun and I get to talk with friends over party chat like my brother or my friend John down in Texas or Tim. We play games together and I did that a lot. I was afraid of losing that. Like I was afraid of those. I was afraid of the horror story when a new couple gets together and they start living together 
and all of a sudden the girlfriend's like, attention, 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 attention. Why are you playing video games? Why don't we go watch a movie? Why don't we go out to dinner? What are you doing? Stop doing that, you know? And I was kind of like, oh God, could that be my life if we move in together? And I should have known better. Lisa's obviously not like that at all. <laughs> but you know, that thought goes through your head. You know, you'll get, you'll be, you do things alone in your house that you necessarily wouldn't do with somebody else there. You're almost ashamed of your own habits. At Is least it like single girl behaviors. As a, yeah. There's single like guy a... behaviors. You know, I would, <laughs> you know, I would have bread and butter for dinner. You know, that wouldn't fly with somebody else. Like I'd have little rolls and I'd just butter them and that would be dinner sometimes. And people would, if somebody was living with me and they saw that, they'd probably be like, uh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm having dinner. <laughs> That's just bread and butter. I know. It doesn't. It's, there were a couple of times they came over and I was like, what are you eating? He's like, oh, was it's it? dinner. It was like you would put shredded cheese on chips and called it nachos. Oh, yo, that was good. No. That was mad good. That's one of my better creations. No. He's I'm not a, a cook. Needless to say, he's eating a lot better. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm together. much better. I'm much better for sure. But uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was one of the, that was probably my biggest thing was that I was going to lose part of myself in whichever form. So uh, I was trying to think of any others. Well, um, I was afraid. Um, I mean, part the the biggest thing about our situation was, you know, like he's he's just starting a business. He's new to business. And I remembered what it was like uh, when I was just starting a business and like being afraid of paying all my bill, uh, like being afraid I wouldn't be able to pay all my bills. And like. I was really afraid that I couldn't carry us both if needed that I would and I didn't want to like put that pressure on myself to make the extra money um which you know once we kind of looked over it it was like okay well that's that fear is really not real right I think that's um a lot of what I mean we'll get into it uh here in a minute about what changed our minds. But I think a lot of it was just, you know, going over our fears and asking ourselves, is that a real fear? Is that, do you have reason to fear that? Um, and for me, it was like, well, I'm making the same amount that he had been making in a desk job and he was carrying all the bills himself. So like, if need be, you know, while he's growing his business, um, I can cover his half of the bills if needed. And it's not like, you know, like I never see that money again. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's a partnership. And, um, so I think, but for me, it was like really big fear that like I was going to get really stressed out and then I was going to take it out on him and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then it was just going to like yeah, affect our relationship and affect, you know, his growing his business, having this extra pressure on on him to from from me, from an outside source saying, oh, my God, like, what are you doing? And I thought that I was really afraid that I would get like OCD about what he was doing and like 
be like, well, why aren't you working? Why aren't you working? Like, um, so I think for me, it was just like, I didn't know what, what it would feel like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much where I was with it. It was, um, really a lot of fears with, with the money about it, the money decisions behind it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and how like I didn't want to put unnecessary stress on our relationship. Right. Yeah, At the end of the day, one. that was my big yep. concern was, you know, I think we have something good here. Mm -hmm. I think we have a future here. Like, I don't want to ruin it by putting ourselves under unnecessary stress too soon. Yeah. Like before we're before we can handle it together and before we're like in a place that we can handle it. And yeah. So. And that was another one of my things. You just, you reminded me when you were saying that, like I was actually not the one that brought it up. Lisa was. So, and while the thought had crossed my mind, I didn't bring it up because in my head, I actually didn't think it was fair to her to ask that question to see if she wanted to move in with me because of because it obviously benefited me more than her. And while that's debatable... When you look at it financially... When you look yeah. at it financially, I'm saving more money because now we're sharing the mortgage. You know? Um, but at the same time, I'm saving money too, so... Yeah, once we went over the numbers, which, like we said before, we thought of everything. We made a spreadsheet. We were comparing, contrasting numbers, how much potential money we could be bringing in right now. Um, with my business just getting off the ground and hers going the way it's been going, which she's been very, very busy. So that's good. Um, lots of projects. Uh, so in my head, I almost was thinking like it was a selfish question to ask her to move in with me because monetarily I would be benefiting more. So I didn't want to. In the same way, she didn't want to put that strain on the relationship. I didn't want to put that strain on her bank account. You know, I didn't want her to come in and be like, uh, you know, oh, I, you know, basically, can you help me with my bills? Could you move in so we can cut the house bills in half and then I'll be better off? Yay. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I kind of didn't bring it up. And, you know, that was just something I was dealing with. You know, I didn't think it was fair in my head, but we had to talk about it. And that's why we talked about it. So we went out to dinner. We talked about it and decided it wasn't the right time. Yeah. We were like at that dinner. I think we both came to the conclusion. This is going to, you know, we're so hesitant about this. Mm -hmm. We are so worried about we were both very the stress hesitant. that this might put on our relationship and each other that this isn't the right move right now. Like, yeah. So what, you know, what are we going to do instead? And that's when we were like, well, okay, so our two options are I renew my lease at my current apartment for six months. And we continue driving 20, Traveling 30 minutes across town, yep. to see each other and spending like large chunks of our evenings together and knowing like 
that's just time that we're not doing anything else. Yeah, besides just being together. Yeah, or um, I could move to an apartment closer to where he lived, and then we'd be able to see each other. And then we more could try regularly, out. and then you know, like we could do it, trial runs. Yeah, and it of wouldn't the whole be moving thing. Yeah, because that, that was the other thing. I think a lot of people like um, before they move in, they they're staying over at each other's houses a lot but we had our dogs and our dogs didn't really get along oh that was a fear of mine yeah you weren't really too worried about it i was because my dog is kind of an asshole um (laughs) she's a great dog don't get me wrong she loves people she's a rescue i don't know what happened to her in the first six months of her life but i did know that she doesn't like other dogs and it wasn't so much that she doesn't like other dogs if she's somewhere else outside of the house, she can tolerate just about anything because that's not her domain. Bring a dog into this house and she's like, oh, no, no, this is yeah. mine. What and are you I brought, doing here? I brought Dobby over here a couple of times. and they, Oh, it, it wasn't just, pretty. You know, it was like, for, for me, it just wasn't worth bringing Dobby over here because it stressed Jesse out so much. Oh, and, I was and so he's stressed spitting. because I was so afraid Rogue was going to, like, really do something bad. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't, oh, like, enjoy our time together because he was too busy monitoring his dog, making sure that she wasn't going to do anything. Yeah, because she so turned into like, the police. She started policing Dobby. Like, wherever Dobby went, Rogue had to know where she was, what she was doing, what she was touching. And anytime Dobby tried to like play with a toy or anything like that, Rogue would go over there and be like, no, and take it. There were toys that Rogue had never touched in this house until Dobby touched it. And then all of a sudden Rogue was like, oh no, that's mine. (laughs) And I was like, what the hell? What's your major malfunction, dog? (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, so that was uh, for us. That that's why we didn't really like stay over at each other's places a whole lot before we moved in together. Was because we kept our dogs separate, and so it was like, you know, we didn't want to leave them alone for more than like eight hours. Yeah, and so I mean, it was, and plus we had to feed them at night and things Mm -hmm. like that. So it was just really hard for us to be able to do that to even really. Like, test it out. And so, like... Right. So, with Lisa living closer, well, and I mean, when we say closer, we're talking a couple miles down the road. Um, She could just come over whenever and bring Dobby and get Rogue used to Dobby being over here before we actually moved in together. And then Rogue would simply just get used to Dobby over time. And if they had a fight or if Dobby wasn't in the mood or Rogue was in a terrible mood... Lisa could just go back to her apartment, but she didn't have to drive 30 minutes. She would drive five, 10 minutes down the road if, you know, it wouldn't even be 10 minutes down the road and just go back to the apartment. No problem. So that's why we ended up deciding, okay, I'm going to get an apartment closer to Jesse, even though it means that I'm going to have to sign a year long lease instead of six months. Yep. Um, So that means like we're not going to be moving in together for at least at this point, it was going to be like... 14 or 15 months before we could move in together because we were deciding because we had to give 60 day notice. Yeah. 60 day notice for her current apartment. And then however long she was going to be in this new lease. 
Yeah, so we we went apartment hunting. Um, I even put a deposit down on an apartment. And we were like, okay, this is what we're doing. I'm just moving closer and we'll, you know, we'll kind of take it slow and um, I'll be right down the street. So we'll have the opportunity to get the dogs to know each other a little better Mm -hmm. um, without the stress of, oh, I just drove 20, 30 minutes to be here. Now I have to leave because our dogs aren't getting along. Right. And I mean, it wasn't just you guys may be thinking, oh, that doesn't sound bad with your dog following over here. No, she'd get she'd get in Dobby's face and Dobby would have enough and they would fight. They would scuffle and we'd have to get over there and literally pull them apart. They were going at it. They weren't necessarily hurting each other, but boy, did it sound violent. Whoa. It sounded really violent. I was less concerned because I'm just like. You know, I had been taking Dobby to the dog park. Yeah, you see that and, stuff all the time. Yeah, and dogs so for get, me, it's dogs like, do that. Right. you know, dogs will be dogs. Mm-hmm. And um, Yeah, for me, Rogue really never got out. She never socialized, so. Yeah, and I think, I think you were really concerned, like, okay, what if something does happen? That was, yeah, that's exactly what I was worried about. And so I just. Like, what if Rogue really does do damage or in dobby defending herself she does damage well now all of a sudden we got vet bills um no thanks yeah so we kind of we made peace with that we're like okay this is what we're gonna do we're moving forward yep we went looked at apartments lisa put down i'm kind of fast forwarding a little bit yeah lisa put down uh a A deposit deposit on an apartment and then there was a night where i think I was telling you about I think it had I been, was getting stressed out about covering bills. Well, not only that, it was like we were getting closer the, to when I was going to move. Uh-huh. I think we were like 3 or 4 weeks out. So at this point You did bring it, I th- I think you brought it back up though. Yeah, I did bring it back up and it was like just to make sure it was because like, the let's just have was, the discussion again because right. we, you know, we've had mo- we've had even more time to think about it at this point. It's mm-hmm. been a few months since we started discussing it. It's been even longer since we've been dating, and like, you know, we're getting more comfortable with the idea. Right. And let's so just revisit was, and make sure. There was two major questions when we revisited. The one major question was, will we regret not? moving in in two months time or however long it was going to be is three months going to go by and all of a sudden we go huh we probably should have moved in together that was one of the things Mm -hmm. the second question was these fears that we have you mentioned this earlier these fears that we have about moving in together are they really things to be afraid of yeah and after some more discussion and things like that, we became comfortable with the idea of moving in. We were it like, sounded, okay, these are these fears really aren't aren't as big as we thought they, they would be. Yeah, we ran they all the you really, know, for my fears it was the money. Well, we ran all the numbers, all the scenarios. We went yep. through everything. We're like, and okay. And by this time, and also by this time, just to add to that. I had started doing in. I don't know if it was in between the time, but I had started doing work for Lisa at this oh, time. Oh yeah, there and was that was a big thing for you yeah. because you gave me a project to do 
and the next day it was done. Yeah, because and it was I like, wanted to prove to you I'm not gonna sit on my ass and just be like, oh yeah, I'll do this whenever. I wanted to show you, oh, we're gonna be working together. I'll show you my work ethic. That's how I was able to stay in a job for six years because yeah. of my worth ethic. I had a good worth ethic world. Well, that was that was another one of the original fears was we had just started working together. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how it was going to work out. And I had uh, worked with a friend before and I didn't really know what I was doing at that time. I think that this I think this has gone better because I learned from those mistakes and mm-hmm. um, I knew what I needed help with. I knew what I needed to delegate. And before I just I approached it in the wrong way. So when we started working together, I had all these fears of, you know, is this going to work out? And so like at the time I had, when we first discussed moving in together, I had all the fears about, okay, about us working together. Was this going to work out? What happened? And then I, I I didn't want to pile the fears of moving in together on top of that. Yeah. And then what happens if we move in together, we've been working together, none of it works out. It all comes crashing down. Where does that leave me? Mm-hmm. I'm screwed. I'm totally screwed. <laughs> so <laughs> when we revisited it, we had been working together at least a couple months by that point and things were going smoothly. I had a chance to see, okay, he really is taking work off of my plate. Plus what I'm paying him can cover his half of the bills. So we know that he's getting this much income regardless. Like mm-hmm. even if he doesn't get any more work, like he's still I'm still able to pay him enough. Yeah, that was that was one of the questions. If I got zero work, outside work, um outside money to help with bills, could we still exist here? Would we be in the red come month's end? And all we did was run some numbers. I'm very good with math, I'm very good with numbers. We like I said before, we put the, all that stuff on a spreadsheet. And it was very clear to see that, no, we'll be good. We we'll, can do this. Like, we'll this be is fine. fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll be fine. That fear doesn't need to exist. I think that's another important point, too, is that you've got to remember that you're not in this alone. Right. Like, this is a partnership, so mm-hmm. you need to... I think for me, like, part of what led to me saying, okay, let's do this, was, like, I had time to, like, go through a mind shift where... When we first talked about it, I was all like, oh, my God, I have to protect myself. Yeah. And by the time we talked about it again, I was like, "Okay, we're in this together. Like, you know, we want the same things we want. We want to build the same kind of life together and we can do that together. Right. And so then there was was multiple ways to do that together. Yeah. Like I'm I'm doing Lisa has her thing. She is a web developer. Period. That's what she does. That's what she's incredible at. And there were different avenues I could go. Like, as I said on the first podcast, Cyber Serenity was created to help with small business IT work around Tulsa. Okay, that's great. Well, then I started working for Lisa, too, as a contractor under Cyber Serenity. I started helping her with initial setup of websites. Well, even if Cyber Serenity... The IT business floundered. Well, then I would still be helping Lisa 
finish her projects quicker so she's making more money. This is this is going to go into I think this is more in into into the working together podcast mm-hmm. that we're going to do, but it's a team effort. Like I'm she's not helping me just so I can make money. She's helping me so we can make money. I'm helping her so we can make money. Like I want her to be able to make as much money as she possibly can. So whatever I could do to help that, great. And then I could do my own stuff on top of that. So plus it's like the more work that we can complete together, the more work we can bring in, then the more so even just if we look at it from my business alone, like the the more projects that we can do, Jesse frees up more of my time and the more that he learns and the more I'm able to delegate to him, then he's freeing up more and more of my time to yep. take on more work, mm-hmm. which means that I can pay him more, which kind of solves the whole income issue, like just working right. together. Just it- working together, more money comes in. Um, and then we can also do fun ideas like a podcast. Yay, we have time podcast. to We have time to dedicate to stuff like this, our podcast that we're doing now. So it's all, it's all intertwined. And I think that's really the theme of this podcast, how everything is intertwined. We moved in together. Now we live together. We work together. All this stuff, it's all intertwined. And we're just, we're just kind of going through the details of that. Yeah. So I think um, for us, it's. Having some trouble there? I had a thought and it flew away. Oh, it went away. (laughs) Bye-bye, thought. Bye-bye. We'll see you next time, thought. It's okay. It'll come back around. Yeah. Um, So anyway, to get back on topic, we made the decision that night when we talked about all that stuff. We we went over it for like three hours oh we were on the computer we were crunching numbers we were talking about everything i think i think like an hour and a half in i just looked at him and i was like do people think do people go through have conversations like this when they're moving in together or do they just said they're just like we're just gonna do it whatever and like and i and i said that's exactly what they do People will just be together. Hey, you want to live with me? Okay. And they do it. They just go and do it and deal with whatever comes up then. But I think... We want to be prepared. <laughs> yeah, we want to be prepared. I think a lot of people go through life not thinking of every possible scenario. I mean, some everybody is different. You know, we have analytical minds. So we analyze everything you know we try to go through every situation that we could possibly think of that might happen and the pros and cons of if that were to happen you know which is funny because one of my favorite things to say to other people is i'll cross that bridge when i get to it i love that saying because it it's like it's like don't stress about that stuff you know don't stress about the small stuff deal with it when it comes up you know, there's no reason to stress out. Mm-hmm. Just you can deal with it when it happens. But for some reason, when it comes to bigger life decisions like moving in with somebody, well, there is no bridge. That bridge is so far away. I can't even see it. But I'm thinking about what it's going to look like and what it's going to be like crossing it. Yeah. And that's not uh, necessarily a bad thing, though, because no, I do think that people jump into moving in together. Oh, too yeah. Soon and, and it's problems. 
yeah it's problems way too many people will jump into stuff and then the unforeseen happens or people change and then you have a crumbling relationship or you know it happens with any type of planning oh let's buy a house together great okay well now i'm gonna move out i want half of the house oh wait a minute you know it's like you really can't you jump gotta, into these things. You really got to think about them. I mean, we did go through like worst case scenario. What's oh, going to yeah. happen if we this went, happens? What's going to happen if that happens? And like, I mean, and we yeah, did we have to have the conversation. The absolute what happens? Worst. What happens if we break up? Yeah. And well, what happens if it's a bad breakup? Like, what is the worst possible scenario? The, wor- the worst thing we came up with was something so heinous happened where one of us did something to the other person that was just so bad that we couldn't even live together in the same house that you would probably move out immediately, immediately, Which like the first, next day we, we come up with this scenario and then we're like, we're reasonable people. Like, yeah, this is probably never, ever going to so happen to us far, because we're like, yeah, that's so far. You know, in we, fantasy land that that could possibly happen. We were talking about like, you know, scenario of what would be so heinous. Well, like if one of us cheated on the other one. Yeah. Well, like we've already had that discussion. Like we don't understand why people cheat. No. Just say like what's you know you address what's wrong with your relationship right address what's wrong Say, with your relationship. I, if first. you're not happy in the relationship get out of it yeah and then you have a civilized discussion about it and if it cannot be fixed then you break it off yeah that's what you do you don't go out and be like oh i'm gonna can we swear on the podcast and we can mark it as explicit okay <laughs> that sounds good you already sweared earlier so sweared you mean swore swore sweared swore <laughs> I was going to say cussed, <laughs> but you make fun of me for that, so... First of all, it's cursed, not cussed. I don't know where the, where you guys just left out the R in that word. This is the South. We leave stuff out sometimes. Swearing <laughs> and cursing are the only two acceptable. Cussing, um, that's the last time I'm going to say that word. I can't stand it. <laughs> can't stand it. It's bad. So, well, I anyway, drop it occasionally I did, just I did. I crazy. called my dog. I called my dog an asshole. Earlier. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what I was gonna say is like if you're re- if you're having trouble in your relationship, you know, the wrong thing to do is oh, I'm gonna go fuck my secretary. <laughs> no, don't do that. Talk about it with your significant other. You owe that person that much of a courtesy and respect for however long you've been together. For the re- you know, mm-hmm. in regards to the relationship, you owe it to the relationship. Because you spent so I mean, much time with this like, person. I guess we can't really say because we haven't been in the situation, but we like no, to think that we're reasonable, on, reasonable people. Never um, had that happen. So, and so, like, the likelihood of something that bad happening in our relationship is very, 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 very low. Like, Ooh, yeah. if we broke up, it would be, you know, okay, we have differences that we can't fix yeah they cannot be reconciled and we would we're the kind of reasonable people who would have a conversation about that before just like you know calling it off but anyway the point the point is basically like we thought of the worst case scenario we're like okay what happens if one of if i've got to move out immediately for whatever reason we thought about what would happen 
And we actually went like, through the motions you know, and it wasn't terrible. Yeah. We had a plan. You had a plan. Yeah. I, I mean, basically I can, just stay I can in my house and to... cry, but <laughs> your plan was, well, you have family very close by that you could stay with. Yeah. And then I can afford can, movers. Right. To... And we can slowly get your stuff out of the house. And we thought about it. Like we went to that length of discussing the absolute worst I mean, case it's scenario not comfortable. and it's how not we would fun. deal with it. Oh God, it would be the most uncomfortable thing in the world. But you know what? Life's not fair. And life's not comfortable in times, and you have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So, we and about I think it. like thinking through the worst case scenario, and then realizing, well, you know, we'd be able to pick ourselves up again. Like, oh sure, it's fine. Like the worst that can happen really isn't that bad. Like we would recover exactly, and just knowing that going in, yeah, it's kind of a relief. Like life won't end mm-hmm. if the relationship ends. I think that comes with. I mean, that might sound like. Oh my God, it sounds like it doesn't care about his relationship. No, it's quite the opposite. I care about my relationship greatly. But I think that comes with, I don't want to say maturity because I'm not mature. It comes <laughs> it comes with age, you know, life, that, experience. The life experience, the wisdom of going through relationships, being in long-term relationships, having them end, and knowing that there is life after that. Like life is not going to end or time is not going to stop. Yeah. So there will there is a future for you even if major life decisions fall through. Um and we're in a very I have to say we're in a very lucky we're both very lucky to be in the situation that we're in. We don't have any we don't have any baby mama drama. <laughs> I'll say it like that. Yeah. We don't have any past relationships where we had kids with another partner or you know, we don't have really any luggage at mm-hmm. all. We have no skeletons in the closet. We have no demons from our past coming to haunt that us. That you know of. That, oh, whoa, you got secrets? <laughs> you got secrets? Let me know. Oh my gosh, I can't keep a, I, I can't keep a secret about myself. I'm like an open book. I'm pretty book. much an open book too. If you, if you, <laughs> see, I'm an open book, but I'm not going to come out and tell you. If you pry, if you ask me, I'll tell you anything you want to know. Yeah, that's I'll tell I you am. anything you want to know. I got nothing to hide, you know? So... Um, I think that's pretty much it. We talked about it that night, getting back into the moving in train of thought here. Um, like the timeline, we talked about it that night. We spent three hours talking about it. We went over worst case scenario. Um, best case scenario is pretty close to what's happening. Actually, Mm -hmm. the dogs got used to each other. Um, well, we'll we'll talk about that later. Okay. So (laughs) what do you want to talk about next? The actual moving in? Or where's where's the next? So I think what happened after that, I think we we came to the conclusion like, okay, we think we want to do this. Let's go ahead and give it a few days to sleep on it and be sure. Yep. Let's find out what we also had to figure out like what happens. So like what what happens to my deposit? What happens? Oh yeah, we had to research all that. All or we had that to go find stuff. out. So um. Oh, like, that's right. Because if they weren't gonna give you back. Like you, it was possible you could have lost somewhere in the range of $1,300, I think. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I was going to have to pay like first and last month's rent if I canceled. Right. Um, And if that was the case. But it turned out that I only lost my deposit. Yeah, she only lost the deposit, which I don't even remember how much it was. But it was was doable enough that she wasn't losing first and second month's rent. Yeah. 
Because if that was going to happen, we were going to call it off. We're going to be like, we cannot afford to have you lose that much money. Yeah. Just because we decided last minute that you that we want to move in together. So we were actually going to call it off. But like she just said, we found out that she only loses the deposit. And we were okay with writing that off. Mm-hmm. So we could move in Plus, together. Plus, and- the other consideration was... Uh- his brothers couldn't help me move when I was moving into the apartment because I had a very specific date. But oh, then right. when I when we changed our minds and I was going to move in with Jesse, then they could help because we were flexible. And so I was going to be saving moving costs. So it kind of balanced out what I was losing in my deposit anyway, because I was going to have to pay movers if I moved to the apartment. Yep. Yeah. My brothers both have pickup trucks. So they it, was, it would have been incredibly helpful to have them help us move instead of hiring movers for Lisa. And um, so, I mean, we and, really thought of everything. Yeah, we thought of that too. You know, big shout everything. out. Big shout out to George and Quince for um well, Quincy helped. Quincy was the one who was able to come down. George was busy, which is totally okay. And uh but big shout outs to them for you know, helping us out. Helping us out when they can. Yeah. They're the best. And so we moved in. We moved we in. We moved in. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I, it was, once we were like, I think, I think like within a few days we were like, okay, we've slept on it. It's official. We're doing this. We're doing it. It's happening. And then And I just was, started bringing boxes over every single yep, time I came over soon, to his house. As soon as that couple of days came over and we're like, okay, we're still moving in, right? Yep. All right. Then it's it like, was like, here, take this box with you when you go laser home. Laser <laughs> focus. Laser focus on getting that done with getting your stuff in, getting your furniture over here, planning things out, planning it all the, out, paint we, the rooms. Yep. For our we had to, I had to clean out both of my spare bedrooms because, as I said in the first podcast, they were literally storage for all kinds of crap. And we had to clean them out. We wanted to paint them because I never painted those rooms. There was no reason for me to. I wasn't spending any significant time in them. We painted them both in one weekend. We painted two rooms in one weekend, including the ceiling. And it looks great. It does. Um, pain in my ass, but it looks great. And Oh, and he office, has vaulted ceilings in his and office. I have vaulted that was ceilings, like- so that was real fun. Oh my gosh, we had a really tall ladder and I got up on top of it and I was like, nope, I'm getting back down now. You can do this part. Yeah, thankfully. Shout out to my, uh, shout out to my stepdad for having all the painting equipment in the world. Yeah. Oh, it was so helpful. Oh, and your aunt too. Yeah, between the two of them. She had a lot of stuff. We borrowed a lot of We borrowed a lot of equipment, Uh, a lot of stuff, but it really helped. Yeah. I mean, that was big time. That was great. We didn't have to buy a lot except like the paint and some rollers and like we bought almost nothing. So yeah, we painted the rooms. Um, We moved all the stuff in. We were able to put a lot of stuff in those offices because Lisa was just bringing boxes on top of boxes on top of boxes. And granted, she was only in a studio, so she didn't have that much. Thank goodness. It wasn't like moving a house to a house. But it was like... Just any time, every single time we saw each other, if he came over, I was loading boxes into his car. If I yep. came over, I was bringing boxes over Yep. Um, and just getting it like a little bit at a time. And then uh, when when Quincy was able to help us, we 
packed everything uh, that we could. <laughs> and there was like very little left. I had to go back like the next day or two and pick up the last like remaining things and clean up the apartment and stuff, yeah. which um, I had actually painted my apartment. And if for apartment dwellers, I highly recommend you paint because it really makes it feel like home. Just sucks that, uh, you know, when you move out, they want you to paint it back. Gotta paint it back. Well, I like, I got to a point I was like, is it worth my time to paint paint it back? Because <laughs> work was busy. We were busy with the move and everything. So I went to my apartment complex. I'm like, what's going to happen if I don't paint this back? And we, again, worst case scenario, it was like, I wasn't going to get my full de- my deposit back. Full deposit back, right. And I was like... And considering you haven't had that money for so long anyway, it was almost like, that well, point, screw it. Yeah, at Who that cares? point it was just like... You know what? We got too much going on. It's going to take me four or five hours at least to paint all of this mm-hmm. versus if I'm spending four to five hours coding, I can make more than the money that I'm going to be getting back right. on my deposit. Right, so, right. So um, that's a... a a little side note of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> taking everything into consideration, your hourly rate and things like that. What For you sure. can and yeah, time is money. Yeah, that's totally. the phrase, right? So, so why, we got it. Why all... spend time painting that stupid apartment when you could be sitting here finishing up a project and yeah. getting paid all that money? Yeah, and so. you know, organizing everything here, getting settled mm-hmm. so that we could be comfortable and just. You know, start moving in. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how the moving in process went. It was... Yep. And then one day she brought over boxes and never left. <gasps> dun dun dun. And I brought my dog with me. And yep. that was that was interesting. Oh yeah, there was there was fights. There were there fights. Was fights like, in the beginning. First... I think it was the first week and a half. Yeah. There was two it or three them, fights. It took them and... a week and a half to two weeks to really get used to each other. Yeah, after two weeks, Rogue calmed down. She wasn't calm, but she had calmed down from enough, what she was. Yeah. Enough so that she wasn't fighting with Dobby about stuff. They're and actually both napping by us right now very peacefully, so. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> um, yeah, we had a we had a couple fights. Um, there was one Dobby, we figured out, loves... The trash in the bathrooms. Oh, I could. Yeah. Dobby just loves trash in general. Yeah, that's true. Dobby loves trash. She'll get into the kitchen trash. She gets if into we trash leave it out. everywhere we go. Yeah. So she's a trash dog. Um, And there was a fight in the master bathroom because Dobby was getting into the trash and Rogue cornered her because the trash is in the back corner and Rogue cornered her. And Dobby claimed the trash. It was her trash. So what I'm thinking happened is that Dobby thought Rogue was trying to get her trash. And that's why they fought. And I had to go in there and break it up. And one of the two bit me on the knee. I had these gashes on my knee. And mind you, Lisa wasn't home. She had gone out to get Starbucks or something. Do some shopping. She had gone to Walgreens and a a couple other places. And, um... And I called her and I was like, do you have hydrogen peroxide? And she was like, yeah, it's in there. Why? I was like, one of the dogs bit me because they were fighting and I had to pull them apart. They and it, it wasn't, it. they were, I had three 
major gashes on my knee because of one of them. I don't even know which one it was. It was so hectic. But and I so think fast. that there was that was their last big fight, though. I think they kind of calmed down. No, after I think it. there was one after that, maybe which a little wasn't, tiff, which wasn't bad at all. It was a little tiff because I had gotten in between them again, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, I didn't get bit that time. Crazy dogs. So that um, was really probably the biggest adjustment. I think everything else just kind of worked itself out. Yeah, the well, biggest even adjustment, the dogs worked themselves out. But eventually, like, that yeah. Was the, now that we're a month or a little over a month in. Um, yeah, they've, they've definitely worked it out. Dobby, uh, likes to guard her food and luckily Rogue doesn't care about that. Rogue does not care that there's like extra food in there. She just walks away. She'll finish her what's in her bowl and she'll just walk away. But Dobby doesn't know that. So if Dobby doesn't finish her breakfast, she sits there and. We have to pick it up and she we growls at us. We have to pick it up because she guards it. But she she growls at Jesse more than she growls at me. But she has growled a couple times and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. She's she's funny. So the adjustment has been really not that bad. Really not that bad. Um, You know, we have dog stories up the wazoo. Like within the first week, <laughs> we left Dobby outside. We went to go... Um. I think Pick we were something. I think yeah. we were furniture shopping actually. So I think so. And uh we were we knew we were going to be gone for a couple hours and we left her in the backyard. It wasn't hot outside at all. It was a nice day, nice and cool. We even We put thought a, she'd be thrilled to be in the backyard. She didn't yeah, have a backyard. She didn't a backyard. So we left her out there and mind you, the previous day we had left her out there when we went to go pick up our new TV. And that took 2 hours or so. She was just fine. So this time we were like, oh, let's do the same thing. And mind you, the reason we were doing that was because we didn't want to leave her alone in the house. We didn't know what she was going to tear up. Yeah. (laughs) She's a mischievous little dog. Oh, she's a mischievous little dog. Let me, and, you know, just for the record, there are no more cork um, coasters on the coffee table because she stole them and ripped them up into (laughs) little pieces. So she's a mischievous little dog. And uh, she's so we, she's cute. we left her in the backyard and I put a big old bowl of water out there for her just in case. And we come home and she's still out there, but she had also ripped the dog door off the back of the house. Not only did she rip the dog door off the back of the house, she had ripped the inner lining, like the inner flap. There's two flaps. There's one on the inside, one on the outside. And they got the magnetic bottoms, you know, so when they swing closed, they kind of stay kind of shut, you know. It's not just like an open hole in case anybody wants to know how a dog door works. Mm. Um, So there's two flaps. Not only did she rip the entire frame and everything off the back of the house, she had ripped the inner flap out that was outside. And she was chewing on the plastic cover on the inside trying to get in. Poor Dobby. She wasn't trying to get in when we got there. We turned her world upside down and she was not happy about it. We could tell that the plastic on the inside had been chewed. She would had tried very hard to get back inside the house. She did not like it too much. And that's when we made the decision that maybe we'll just put her in her kennel while we're gone. Yeah. And now she happily stays in her kennel when we're gone. (laughs) Yes. Because she's used to that. 
You yeah. know, we probably should have done that in the first place. Live and learn. So <laughs> I had to go and she didn't rip out the screws. She literally broke the plastic <laughs> off the off the frame. So I had to go buy some washers at Home Depot and screwed it all back together. And it seems fine now. We so, haven't had any more dog door incidents, so nope, no, no dog door there. incidents. <laughs> no, she uh, she ate the the coasters off the coffee table. She's gotten into the trash more than I can count, actually. And um, yeah, she's mischievous, a little ninja dog. Ninja dog. Ninja dog. So what do you? Last question on moving in. Okay. What do you think has been the biggest adjustment? Um, having somebody else in the bed. Ooh. That's the biggest adjustment for me. Yeah, he's I'm, always like, we need a king bed. I was saying it today. We need a king bed. I'm a very light sleeper. So, um, that was quite an adjustment because I'm very aware of my surroundings and I'm like, I don't want to bother the other person. So I try to stay as still and on my side as possible. <laughs> You know, because I wouldn't appreciate it if the other person in my bed was all over my shit <laughs> in bed. I keep telling him he can kick me and I will never notice. She's a super and he heavy has sleeper. kicked me. Yeah, last and I've night. I've not in fact. noticed. Yep. I'm like, I used to, Dobby used to sleep with me in the bed. And so I'm used to having a warm little body right up against <laughs> my back. Yeah. And I'm sort of starting to get used to it, you know? Um, even after a month, I still find myself like overly trying not to disturb her because you know, the saying, you know, do unto others. You as... can't disturb me. I can't be disturbed. I know, but it's like, it's, it's in my head. Like <laughs> I can't help but think that I'm this like has to be disturbing sleeper. her. Oh I my can God. sleep through pretty much anything. You know, because if, if you were moving around a lot when you sleep, thankfully you don't, but if you were, that would keep me awake. Except I kicked you last night and it didn't bother you. No, I was really tired. <laughs> that was the difference. I was really tired. But so yeah, that's been that's been the biggest adjustment for me is the is the sleeping situation. And that's why I keep saying we should get a king because it's just that much more room and I'd be less conscious about being close to another sleeping human being. We're not getting a king anytime soon. No, so. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, you can dream about it. The guy can dream. <laughs> I know. What about you? Hmm. Your biggest adjustment. I mean. My biggest like adjustment. Coming to a new place and. I really trying to, thought. Trying to realize I, that it's your house too. Yeah, I really thought it would take me longer to be like, I live here. This is my home. But. Yep. I settled in pretty quickly. I think having my own office space has really helped a lot. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I I would love to get rid of that living room furniture. <laughs> it's not my style. He, he loves it, but it's not my style. Uh, but I that's have very not gonna... much. I have very much a, a man cave going on it's bachelor boy oh it's totally it's It's like there are four freaking recliners who needs four recliners it sounded good at the time (laughs) i mean it's comfortable so it works it's totally fine but um hey when we get our when we get our built-in 
when we get a house and it's got a movie theater in the house, our own little private cinema, <laughs> those little movie chairs, like the one love seat that's not a love seat, it's got the two separate chairs mm-hmm. with the drink holders. That'll be great for something like that. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. The love seat has drink holders. Yeah. And it's got like a, a console in the middle that you can lift up and drink store holders. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I would be entertaining people more than I actually do. So when I bought it, I was like, yeah, when people come over, they could sit there and put their drinks and now you know, they could watch the TV. Stuff on and it. now it's literally has all kinds of crap all over it. <laughs> it also has a spot but for Dobby to jump up on the couch. I will say, so I got a new chair for my office. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's the same as my dream sofa. And I showed Jesse my dream sofa. The dream sofa. And it is, and he agrees that it's a dream, and it's very comfortable. It's super so. comfortable. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's on our list one day. One day. <laughs> one day. We'll At least have I've that. won him over on that. So yeah, now, I can agree on that I for sure. Maybe I think the biggest adjustment for me has been like I allowed it. I allowed Dobby to sleep with me. And I mm. allowed her on furniture. And so now, like, I do miss morning snuggles with Dobby because we would just, like, I could just pet her and she'd be right next to me. And mm-hmm. and so I don't get that with her anymore, but. No doggies on the bed. No doggies on the bed. But at the same time, I'm like, I wouldn't want a dog in bed with both of us. So, I mean, it's like, you know, it's just. How it has to be. Yeah. So I think sharing, yeah, sharing a bed was probably the biggest adjustment for me as well because it's, I I don't move a lot, but I did have to kind of switch sides. I used to lay on one side and now I have to lay on the other just because the way that I sleep and Mm. the way that we're in the bed that it just. Right. And like, I can't. I actually used to sleep in the middle of the bed, so I can't like starfish it out anymore. Nope. (laughs) Though I try. (laughs) Yeah, and fail. I don't fail. You just whine a bunch about it until I move. Pretty much. (laughs) That's correct. That's how it happens. Okay. Anything else you want to add about moving in? I think that pretty much covers it. That was, that was, that's the story of us moving in together in a nutshell. I a think, long nutshell. I don't think that was a nutshell. That wasn't. It was an entire podcast. <laughs> All right. So are we? Are we ready for first date questions? Yes. Let's do first date questions. I get to ask them this time. Fantastic. He's not even prepared. Oh, geez. I know his answer to this one, but I'm going to ask it anyway. All right. If Earth could only have one condiment for the rest of time, what would you pick to keep around? One condiment. Mm-hmm. Does salt count? I hate it. No, salt is a seasoning. Salt is a seasoning. Okay. One condiment. Oh, cane sauce. I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> cane sauce. If you guys are listening in a place that doesn't have Cane's chicken, Raising Cane's is what it is the official name. Their sauce. It's a fast food joint, but they only do chicken. Their sauce that comes with that chicken is liquid gold. So if the good. world were to come to an end, that sauce would be used as currency. No, it That's wouldn't. how fucking good it is. It really wouldn't. Oh, it's so good. 
man it's like there was a while there i was like a crack fiend i was like scratching i was like hey you got any more of that cane sauce <laughs> oh god i need my fix oh uh, it's that crazy good about cane sauce oh, we did find really a good. recipe that is pretty legit so if you like google cane sauce how to make it i do have a recipe um we could put it in the show notes actually if, are we allowed to do that and we can just say it's chicken sauce we won't oh. call it cane sauce oh okay <laughs> so it's we'll just call it a chicken sauce recipe and there we go chicken sauce Techni- recipe. and technically it's not cane sauce it's just very 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 close it's really good how did we do this last time did we alternate or did i no did we now ask you all no. three oh, i have to answer the question did we go through all three no we discussed them on the first one the first podcast we discussed both of us okay so i have to went. answer now no that was the deleted podcast where we went one two three one person oh one, two, three, yeah the one we messed up the one we messed up and did over <laughs> woohoo okay so my pick for one condiment mm. Mm. i you know cane sauce polynesian is really sauce. freaking good polynesian sauce would be my other pick Chick-fil-A's Polynesian sauce is really good. Yep, I will attest to it's that. It's so good. Chick-fil-A's Polynesian sauce is God-tier sauce. God-tier. God-tier. God-tier, which is the <laughs> highest of tiers. Okay. What, Next question. What Jeopardy category would you clear? No problem. Video games. <laughs> um, Math. Math. Oh, yeah. He is good at math. I'm, I'm not. real good at numbers. Um, unless it's like calculus too, that even then I could probably figure it out, but that's when I started to get overwhelmed when I start, when I hit calculus two in school. How about like in college actually the jeopardy category they would never actually have, but you would like totally video games. Well, no, like super specific, super specific, something that like maybe only me and a few other people would be able to clear. Yeah. Mm, that's a good one. Um, let me think. Man. That's a good question. I would be able to clear Harry Potter. I'll let you think about it. I'll answer. Ooh, yeah. I would definitely be able to clear Harry Potter, no you problem. You would be able to clear Harry Potter, for sure. I would be able to clear... What else? Oh, my my super specific one is roller coasters. I could clear that. Ooh, interesting. I ha- I have all this random roller coaster knowledge stuck in my head. My specific one, even though a lot of people that grew up during that time would probably be with me, would be 90s rock slash metal bands. Because I was so into that scene, like, but I was really only into, like, the major players. And that's, and Jeopardy wouldn't ask questions about, like, the, the really obscure people anyway. You know, they would, I was so into, like, once I got, once I started my teenage years, I switched from being, like, a punk ska fan. And mind you, this was, like, 93 Y'all, he had like bleached blonde hair. When yeah, he was a kid. when I was when I was sixteen or so, I'd bleach my hair, and when I had hair, uh-huh, um, I bleached my hair to like platinum, platinum blonde, golden blonde, and then there was a couple summers there where we actually we bleached it 
and then we would dye it crazy colors. Like one summer, um, my summer between junior and senior year of high school, actually, I dyed it fire engine red. And he's dyed his hair more than I have. And in my senior picture, um, the the dye hadn't washed out completely, but it kind of did. So you could kind of see like the the blonde in my hair. And I claim that I invented frosted tips. Except that he didn't. I totally invented you frosted tips. You did not. I have the picture to prove it. He it's my senior picture. Whatever. Frosted tips. Me. This guy whatever. right here. I invented it. Um, so yeah, 90s. 90s rock metal bands would be my my thing. I was so into and maybe early 2000s too. Like I was so into and I think technically it was called new metal or groove core or stuff like that oh like gosh. Deftones and Corn and Seven Dust and Silverchair and if you get close to the 2000s it was like Disturbed and you know all those guys. That new metal sound you know limp biscuit was even in there oh god i could probably clear like random imdb associations too yeah you're really good with identifying actors and actresses just by getting a glimpse of them oh was that so and so we look it up yes it was yeah or is that so and so's voice yes it was if you watch game of thrones i need to know it is driving me crazy i even tweeted kevin mckid about it and i have not gotten an answer but i need to know I need everybody to go back and watch when they're making the first White Walker. And I'm like pretty certain that that's Kevin McKidd from Grey's Anatomy. Yep. I don't know what episode it was. But I can't find it on IMDb. I think it was episode five. I think it was episode five. I think it was episode five where you find out how the White Walkers came to be. And it was the Children of the Forest. But don't ruin it if people don't know. But... There's, well, anyway, yeah. If you watch the show, you'll know what scene to look for. The creation of the first White Walker. Who was the guy? Who's the actor? We're pretty sure it was, what's his name? Kevin McKidd. We're pretty sure it's He's Kevin McKidd. He's in Grey's McKidd. Anatomy. He's Dr. Owen Hunt in Grey's Anatomy. And, and I'm, I'm like, once you show me a picture of him, it's, it's totally him. his. Because on the right side of his face, there's like, it's kind of like a scar. He has an indentation on his cheek. And when it was only like at him, you only see him side, for like a few minutes. Right well, if, not even that. Long. I mean, there's like a flash. He's in like two quick flashes. Yeah, like barely and I like anything. Paused it, and I was like, "That is Kevin McKidd. I swear to God, it is." <laughs> and I tweeted him, and he has not responded. But Scott McF- Scott Foley tweeted me once, so there is hope that a celebrity will tweet me because it has happened before. Yeah. Because I'm super popular on Twitter, apparently. Super no, popular on Twitter. <laughs> What's your Twitter handle? Put it out there. At LMB. E-L-E-M-B two E's. Yay. Yes. So everybody tweet Kevin McKidd. Find and him on Twitter sure, and, and, and sure ask him if he is the first Lisa's White Twitter Walker. In there too. So Just maybe if he him. gets enough tweets, he will he answer will say me. He can confirm or deny that it was him. So, I mean, I really think it's him. Anyway. That was a good one. Next question. Final question. Are you ready? Final question. What fictional character reminds you most of yourself? Wow. Good question, huh? What fictional character reminds me most of myself? I bet you can guess my answer. I don't know. 
Um, you got to think of your answer too, though, crap. so that might. That's a crazy question. You want to think about it? And I'll yeah, answer. I need to think about that. Okay, so my answer is Hermione Granger. Shocker. Oh my God, I knew it was going to be Harry Potter. What can I say? I knew it. I am Hermione. I knew it. I like, I can find the answer in a book. Well, or on Google mm-hmm. as the modern day, you know, muggle Very Hermione would be. Yep. <laughs> Very good at researching. You would be the best witch in your class. I would. You would be. Hmm. Fictional character that reminds me of me that I am most like. Um. Damn. It's a hard one. It is. I never really. Well, it can be from movies, TV. I know. I'm thinking of everything. I'm going through everything I can think of. Like, I'm trying to think if there was ever a time where I was like, man, that's just like me. And I can't think of one. It might be in there somewhere. I'm just having trouble recalling it. Hmm. Hmm. Are you Jon Snow? Oh, absolutely not. No. <laughs> no. You just want to be like Jon Snow, right? I, yes. I want to be Jon Snow. No, I'm not Jon Snow. Unlike Jon Snow, I know everything. You know everything. Well, Jon Snow knows nothing. I beg so. to differ. <laughs> um, I don't know. That is friggin' tough. That is really tough. Ooh, I gave him a stumper. Holy crap. Trying to think. Trying to trying to think. Trying to think. Uh, there's there's probably some character out there who's like some crazy nerd How about who's what fictional character would you most like to be? We could change it to that. Which fictional character would I most like to be? Hmm. Mm. Take your pick. Anybody. Um I always thought like uh like being Wolverine would be cool. Hmm. Cause he's just so badass. You can't you can't break him. I'd want to be Daenerys Stormborn. Oh my god, Khaleesi. Mother of dragons, breaker of chains. She's pretty badass. She is pretty badass. There's no doubt about it. She is pretty badass. Well, there you have it. I need more time to think about this. Okay, well, maybe maybe by the next episode, Jesse will have an answer for what fictional character reminds him most of himself. Maybe. We'll see. (laughs) It's really tough. Man, really got to think about it. So that concludes our second episode. Thanks for listening. That is episode number two. Check out our show notes at companyincpodcast.com. And you can find each of us at lmv.com and cyber-serenity.com. Yep. That about does it. We'll see you next time. See ya.